And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Greenlight Reviews. My name is Les Roberts. I'm Ann Elder. And today, Ann, we are going to discuss a sequel of a sequel of a sequel. <laughs> okay. And it's animated at that. It's mm -hmm. called Shrek Forever After. This is the final, final tune, they say. Yeah. If you believe that, I got a bridge in Brooklyn I want to sell <laughs> okay. you. Listen, I hope they come back because I just enjoyed the heck out of this film. It stars the voices of mm -hmm. Mike Myers right. as Shrek, Eddie Murphy as the donkey, Cameron Diaz as Fiona, and Antonio Banderas as Puss in Boots. They have been in all of the films so far. I'm not a big fan of sequels, Anne, as you probably right. know. I loved the first Shrek. I liked the yes. second Shrek a little less. I disliked the third one, and I went to this one preparing to just get yeah. beaten up yeah. or fall asleep. This is terrific. Yeah, I thought it was very cute. You know, much as I'm tired of comic book-inspired movies, Shrek is probably my favorite. I always find that there are funny things in the movie, and I don't think that Shrek just is for children, I think that they throw in enough grown-up jokes so that they can keep everyone amused. Oh, absolutely, especially the music that they played. Yeah. There is a scene where he stumbles onto this very run-down-looking village, and in the background they played the dueling banjos music from Deliverance. Right. And I just howled. Whatever else they were going to do, I was already laughing. Well, many good musical jokes. You've Got a Friend, of course, is sung by Shrek to Donkey at one point, and the donkey just stares at him because the the rendition is so awful. And then he just turns on his heel and runs baying into the forest, <laughs> shrieking in horror, I might add, at the musical sounds of Shrek. What I liked about this movie is mainly the fact that the Shrek writers, Josh Clausen and Darren Lemke, provided kind of a layered story this time around. You know, you can like the movie on just the fun of it on its simplest level. Sure. And then if you start to take it apart, you can see that there are a lot of themes going on here, and that's what I really like. There's Shrek, who's dissatisfied with his lot in life. He's now married. He's got those three children that he's raising, the triplets. triplets. People drive by because he's something of a local celebrity. He doesn't have any privacy. He doesn't have any fun anymore. And he sort of wants to go back to be that old slacker ogre that he used to be and hang out with his buddies. At the birthday party yes. of the triplets, uh -huh. they're one-year-old. Now, anybody who has had a birthday party for a one-year-old, you sure. know what's going on here. And everybody is poking at Shrek and saying, come on, do that roar that you do. Do that ogre roar. Yes, right. And he doesn't want to do it, and he doesn't want to do it. And of course, when he does it, things blow off the table and people's hats fly off. Right. It's a very funny moment, but I really related to his frustration. Yeah, he didn't appreciate just how lucky he is or was until a magic spell is put upon him and all of a sudden we are now in kind of a Frank Capra it's a wonderful life territory in which Shrek has to deal with things as though he had not been born yet, as though he did not exist. Also another funny adult yes. joke. Yes, oh very clever. Sure. And of course now that he's playing Shrek the forgotten ogre or the ogre who who hasn't been born, he now comes across his wife, Fiona, who is now playing a very feminist kind of militaristic lady. She heads up the front that is trying to overthrow the government and so on and so forth. Sure. And she's a very independent woman, something that he 
hadn't seen before. So I like the fact that there were some really good targets in this movie, enough for a grown-up in the audience to really sink one's teeth into. So for that reason, I think this Shrek works. It very much works. We did not mention the villain of the piece. It's Rumpelstiltskin. Mm-hmm. Rumpelstiltskin continues to be a real rat here, mm-hmm. and he is voiced by an actor named Walt Dorn. Uh-huh. He is just terrific in this. Marvelous. Yeah. He brought such a different quality to the villain piece here. And then we have other villains that pop up like the Pied Piper, which was very funny and very clever. And then you have witches all the way through this movie that swoop down and do all kinds of mischief and wreak havoc upon Shrek and his friends. And one of them gets water thrown on her and she starts to shrink. (laughs) You know, that's why I think this movie really worked, because of the layered story. And I also like the fact that they take an old fairy tale concept, which is in order to break the spell, Fiona has to kiss Shrek. But she has to kiss him, not just a simple peck on the cheek, but she has to do it with love. That message is a very sweet one, because the kisses don't work in order to break (laughs) the spell until she finally plants one on him out of gratitude, appreciation, and because she has learned to love him. And that's a very sweet and solid message for kids to see, and not so bad for adults either. It's very romantic between the two of them, and Cameron Diaz, I thought her voice is terrific as Fiona. As a matter of fact, I think this is the best role that she's had in a film for several years. <laughs> well, you know, they build this alternate universe in the current Shrek, but I'll tell you who really works in any universe, and that's Puss in Boots and Donkey. That's Eddie Murphy and the great Antonio Banderas. Boy, are they funny. And I suspect that if this is the last time we see Shrek, it will not be the last time we see those two crazy, eccentric, and very funny characters. I certainly hope so. Being a cat lover, Anne, as you are, I was Mm -hmm. really so tickled by the fact that Puss in Boots in this (laughs) alternate reality has gotten so fat that he can't even get up without help. You know, he's lying on his back and he can't seem to turn over. Yeah, all he does is have milk and cream, and of course he doesn't do any great adventures because Shrek hasn't been invented yet. That's right. So it's very funny, and it's very clever all the way through. It's probably not as brilliant as the first Shrek, and I say that because... Well, let's be honest. The first of something like this is going to be the best because of the novelty factor. It was a surprise. It was really a surprise. I have to add that I am such a sucker for 3D that I love the fact that I got my glasses and got to watch this particular Shrek in 3D. I thought it really enhanced the movie, and I thought that the artist did a great job. So, for me, Shrek is one of those lovable ogres, and his Fiona is pretty as a pretty does loving wife, which I think is another nice message that you can give to kids and adults. So for me, I'm giving this movie a green light, the color of Shrek's everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how can you not give a green light to a movie in which the leading man is green? That's right. So I'm giving it a green light also, not just because of Shrek's greenness, but because I truly, down deep, enjoyed this film. I laughed. I even choked up a little bit at some of the spots. Well, that's because your Cracker Jack went down the wrong side of your throat. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I tried not to cough. Okay, two green lights from Ann Elder and myself for Shrek Forever After. It stars Mike Myers, Eddie Murphy, Cameron Diaz, Antonio Banderas, and Walt Dorn. Both of us recommend this to everyone.
Well, we'll come back with another film very, very shortly. We see a lot of films, and we have a lot of things to talk about, so I hope you'll listen to us again very, very soon. Until that time, my name is Les Roberts. I'm Ann Elder. And Greenlight Reviews hopes that you all are going to love movies as much as we do. Hi, I'm Christina Yerling-Biro, host of the podcast Pop Culture Confidential. Join me as I go way behind the scenes with some of the most influential people in entertainment and media. Hear actors such as Succession's Brian Cox talk about his favorite characters to play. There always has to be a mystery. The audience have to be in a situation where they want to know what's going on. Meet studio execs like Pixar chief Pete Docter and learn his secret on how he makes us cry. Emotion is our first language. And so many others who are defining popular culture, from Obama speechwriter David Litt to Top Chef host Padma Lakshmi. We don't often think about food politically or we don't want to, but it really is. Join me. Search for Pop Culture Confidential wherever you get your podcasts.